epilogue. You really ought to know about Harry Horton Cove, for when he closed his eyes, he heard music. Silverbell went to see him, alone. Louis wouldn't come with her. She understood that. He would never get near that man again, and Silverbell couldn't blame him. She had thought about not going, for what real use was there in going? Yet, she'd kept thinking about going, so she decided she might as well go so she could stop thinking about going. And so Silverbell went. Up the bright stairs into the highest heights of the finale theater, Silverbell walked, with confident yet careful steps. He wasn't running free or anything. He was in a room, a room that was watched, both day and night. It was to keep him safe, and others too. Just until he was better. Just until he remembered. Hi, Harry. He was sitting on the windowsill when she entered his room. He looked so different now, almost unrecognizable. His hair was combed and his clothes were clean. His posture was straight, and when he looked up at the sound of his name, Silverbell saw that his eyes were focused, looking right at her, instead of through her, as he once had. Hello. There was a shyness about him, a politeness, that Silverbell now wondered if this was his true nature, the real Harry Horton Cove. Silverbell? You remember me. She wasn't sure what he would know, or what he wouldn't, what would come back, and what would never return. It had been unclear if music madness was something that could be cured, but she had demanded they try. Yes. He nodded, and then let his head fall. I am beginning to remember a lot of things. This did not seem to be a good thing. Oh, yeah? Silverbell didn't want to pry, but it was her life he was remembering, after all. Everyone's very kind here. They're helping me remember. He leaned against the window and looked to the world outside, a world Silverbell was too busy to think about right now. You can thank Poem for that one. She got a head start with her father, Silverbell explained. You both seem to be recovering very well. I am so sorry about what I did to you and your friends. Harry turned back to face her, making rigid eye contact now that he could. You didn't know what you were doing, she offered him kindly. But I did it, nonetheless. Guilt was all over his slightly wrinkled face. It was no longer a scary thing to look upon. No monster. No menace. It was just the face of a man. I remember now that I kidnapped your friend. Silverbell lowered her head. He must have been so afraid. He was, thought Silverbell. But Harry didn't need to know that right now. She had no power to absolve him of anything he had done to Louis, and she knew Louis was likely never to have the strength. You know, I do feel the need to point out that you did also help save the world. Without the instruments, we couldn't have really brought music back. She changed the subject with a jovial twist. We couldn't have done it without your help. Yeah. Help nobody wanted. He groaned at himself, running his hands through his thick hair nervously. Help everybody needed. Silverbell corrected. Why'd you come here, Silverbell? He stood and shuffled from foot to foot, perhaps not unhappy to see her, but unable to believe that he was someone that someone would want to see. I was just curious, Silverbell told him. Curious to see if I was still crazy? He asked with a half-laugh, but Silverbell Smith knew how to spot a hard truth hidden in a joke. No, she said slowly, pulling her satchel from her back. Curious to see if you still think music might be for you. Why? 
Cove was so shocked when he laid eyes upon her violin and bow that he barely seemed to be breathing. I don't know. I just had this crazy idea that you kind of liked music or something. She told him sarcastically. You did risk your life to save it. No, but... It pleased Silverbell to see how shocked, surprised, and speechless he was. After all I did. You'd still want to teach me? Yeah, she told him matter-of-factly. You're a music maker, after all. Reverently, Cove stared at the wonders being offered him, as if this was his very first time seeing them, for in a way, it might as well have been. Slowly and gently and carefully and curiously, Cove took the violin in his one hand and the bow in his other, and held them both with amazement and confusion, with joy and bewilderment, with honor and fear. What now? Harry Horton Cove asked. Silverbell Smith smiled brilliantly, for she knew the answer to this question. Now? said Silverbell Smith. You make music. 